Today's reading is Acts chapter 15. Then some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after engaging these men in sharp debate, Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. Sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, recounting the conversion of the Gentiles and bringing great joy to all the brothers. On their arrival in Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and apostles and elders, to whom they reported all that God had done through them. But some believers from the party of the Pharisees stood up and declared, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. So the apostles and elders met to look into this matter. After much discussion, Peter got up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you that the Gentiles would hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, showed his approval by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you test God by placing on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe it is through the grace of the Lord Jesus that we are saved, just as they are. The whole assembly fell silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul describing the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. And when they had finished speaking, James declared, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has told us how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people to be his own. The words of the prophets agree with this, as it is written, After this I will return and rebuild the fallen tent of David. Its ruins I will rebuild, and I will restore it, so that the remnant of men may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does these things, that have been known for ages. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not cause trouble for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write and tell them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For Moses has been proclaimed in every city from ancient times and is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to select men from among them to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, two leaders among the brothers, and sent them with this letter. Apostles and elders, your brothers, to the brothers among the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. It has come to our attention that some went out from us without our authorization and unsettled you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we are all agreed to choose men to send to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we are sending Judas and Silas, to tell you in person the same things we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond these essential requirements. You must abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, and from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they assembled the congregation and delivered the letter. When the people read it, they rejoiced at its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the brothers. 
After spending some time there, they were sent off by the brothers in peace to return to those who had sent them. But Barnabas and but Paul and Barnabas remained at Antioch, along with many others, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord. Some time later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the brothers in every town where we proclaimed the word of the Lord to see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, but Paul thought it best not to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is God's word. Paul and Barnabas had been chosen by the Holy Spirit back in Acts 13 to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Here in Acts 15, however, they had a disagreement that they could not solve. That disagreement was detailed in verses 36 through 41. The occasion for their disagreement was a desire to return to the churches they founded on their first missionary journey, and we read that in verse 36. Ultimately, this trip would become Paul's second missionary journey. The reason for their disagreement, though, was a man named John Mark. Barnabas wanted John Mark to come on this trip as well, but Paul was opposed to it because John Mark had deserted them on the first missionary journey, and we saw that in verse 38. The result of their disagreement was that they split and went their separate ways, according to verse 39. This passage is instructive in a number of ways. According to verse 40, Paul was commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. That suggests that the church at Antioch officially backed Paul, so he would seem to be the winner of this dispute. Over time, however, God used John Mark to write the gospel according to Mark that we have in our New Testament today. And even Paul had to admit later in life that Mark was useful to his ministry. And you can see that in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. So while Paul may have been backed officially by the church, apparently Barnabas was wise to include John Mark despite Paul's objections. One lesson from this passage is that sadly, there are some times when godly Christians have problems with each other that cannot be solved. That seems strange to me to admit. If everyone is walking with God, it would mean that every issue should be solvable between Christians who are walking with God. But if godly men like Paul and Barnabas could not agree to extend grace to Mark after his failure, we should accept that sometimes disagreements among God's people cannot always be resolved. Another related lesson is to realize that God used Paul and Silas, and he also used Barnabas and John Mark. In other words, although they did not agree, that did not mean that one party was in sin and the other one was not, or that one party was used by God and the other party was not. Have you ever had a disagreement with another believer that could not be solved? Were you convinced that you were right and they were wrong? Did you conclude that they must be in sin, or at least unwise? If so, then let this passage cause you to reconsider. As believers, we should do everything we can to resolve our issues with other believers. But we also should be prepared to disagree agreeably, as the old saying goes, without condemning the other person. Can you choose to believe the best about another believer? 
even if you can't resolve every problem with that other believer. I think that's the message that we take away from this passage. And maybe it's helpful to you now or at some point in the future when you have a disagreement with another believer. Just a quick note here. In the next devotional, we are going to leave the book of Acts for a bit and read the book of Galatians for the next several days. What I'm trying to do here is introduce the letters of Paul around the time in Acts where we think they may have been written. And so we're going to start with the book of Galatians, which many scholars think is the first of Paul's uh, letters, and that it may have been written around the time uh, that the events recorded here in Acts have happened. So we'll read Galatians, and then we'll come back to Acts, and we'll do this periodically as we move our way forward in the book of Acts. I hope you have a great day. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.